No, please. I don't think so. Um, I just wanted to share something real quick. I just felt like the Lord prompting me to share this. Um, I feel like right now, as as like a community, we're like in a season of victory, and there's a lot of victory going on, and like individual battles are being won. Like the Lord is, like He's making stride with a lot of you individually, and He's taking the unfruitful land and He's clearing it. So now we just have these like empty plots of land almost, and the Lord is like He just prompted me to say this like. He will, like, he'll go out and he'll cut down that which is unfruitful, but then it's your job to replace that land. Like, he'll remove that which is unfruitful, but you have to step in and you have to say, okay, I'm going to use what has been won for me and I'm going to use it. I'm going to plant there and I'm going to make this fruitful. Um, So, yeah, that's all it is. Just like he, he, he is making stride with a lot of you right now and he's just, like, prompting you, like, like capitalize on that capitalize on my victory like take take what I've given you and use it to the to the nth degree yeah that's awesome amen you know there's a passage in uh, uh, I'm just going to talk real brief I'm I came here loaded and ready and I've been giving you one point at a time <laughs> so I'm taking one message and just dividing it into a jillion points uh but, but to back up what, what he just said, you know, there's a passage in, in uh, I think about Exodus 30, where he talks about the children of Israel going back into the land. He said, I'm, you know, uh, I'm not going to drive the enemy out for you in a single year, but in order for you to go in and become fruitful, you know, it's one thing to get rid of a bad habit, but until you bear a crop of fruitfulness in place of that bad habit, you've not really occupied. Y'all okay with that? Okay, I was talking to you, I began the other night about four pillars. They're cornerstones, really, things that I found in my life that undergird everything about life and stability. You want to walk in stability in life, these four truths, these paradigms have to be present in your life. I liken them unto the four legs on a chair. When all the four legs are there, none of you sat down, prayed over the chair, thought about it, you just plopped yourselves down, knowing it was going to hold you, you got four legs. When these four are in place, you'll be able to do the same. When three are in place, it might be a little more risky. Only two are in place, well, good luck. So, the other night we began with God is good. How many of you believe that? And because God is good, we have to dream extreme dreams. That's part of God's goodness being evident through our lives. Okay, number two. That's one of the legs. God is good. If you don't have a conviction that God is good, then you're going to come out with all types of squirrely anxieties and fears. Why? Because you're going to think God's doing stuff that he's not doing. You're giving him credit or blaming him for things he didn't do. That's a good point, Bob. I thought I like that. That's good. So, (laughs) all right, number two. You're going to have to hang on. These go quick. I mean, number two, nothing is impossible with God. Yes. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> if, if I truly believe nothing is impossible with God, then I owe him a lifestyle of risk. It doesn't do any good for me to sit back and quote, nothing's impossible with God. God can do whatever he wants to. 
God's looking for a people who will cooperate with him. Rarely does he invade on his own. And at the times that he does, it's usually in response to intercessory prayer. John Wesley said this, God does nothing in the affairs of men except in response to prayer. So the attitude of sitting back and saying, if it's God's will, he'll do it, is simply not Bible, men and women. God can violate everybody's will and step over the fences and accomplish what he wants. Amen. Of course he can. He's God. He can do whatever he wants. But what he reveals throughout Scripture is he's looking for the cooperation and the participation of an individual. Matthew 19, 26 makes that statement. Nothing is impossible. What's the rest of it? With God. Notice it didn't say nothing is impossible for God. Come on, turn your brains on just for five minutes. Nothing is impossible with God. It means that we are working with God, which also means we have to take risks. It doesn't mean you can jump off the pinnacle of a temple. That's presumption. That's in reference to Satan's temptation of Jesus. Presumption produces performance. And we're not performers. But we do move redemptively towards broken circumstances in life. We look for broken people, broken situations, challenging opportunities. And we just believe God for the impossible. That's what we do. And we do that because nothing is impossible with God. In the Gospel of Luke, Mary's visited by the messenger angel Gabriel. It's fascinating to me that God would send a message to Mary via an angel when he could have shown up and done it himself. And done a better job. I mean, he's omnipresent. So it's not hard for him to show up and do two things at once. Yet he delights in co-laborers. Think about that. He delights in men and women and even angels stepping into their design and their purpose. That's his delight. His joy was in having an angel show up to Mary. This bizarre message that, she's, uh, that he's going to give, that he gives to Mary. You know, you're, you're going to birth the son of God. The, the Christ child, he delights in everything he makes, standing full in its responsibility and position. Let me say that again. He delights in everything that he makes. Does that include you? Everything that he makes, standing full in its responsibility and position. Promotion in the kingdom of God means increased responsibility. That's the nature of maturity. You don't obey God and get a bunch, you know, get a beach house in Hawaii and sit on the beach for the rest of your life till you die. Promotion in the kingdom means greater responsibility, greater influence, greater authority, greater impact. That's the whole point. Thankfully, every now and then he throws a weekend in Hawaii in. <laughs> so here's this verse. And, and in response to the dialogue that Mary has with Gabriel, He then says in verse 37, for nothing is impossible, Mary, nothing is impossible with God. I want you to say that out loud with me. For nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Say it again. Nothing is impossible with God. One of my mentors and spiritual fathers in the faith was a man named Jack Taylor. Who recently passed away. I remember him teaching on this particular passage at our church. 
And he gave me a view that I have not been able to shake the rest of my life. It impacted me tremendously. The word nothing is actually two words meaning no thing. (laughs) But the word thing happens to be in the Greek the word rhema. It's one of the two words translated word. Remember, there's two words. One is logos and the other is rhema. Logos usually refers to the written word, the Bible. Rhema refers to the freshly spoken word. And by the way, for those of you that have any questions, those never contradict. But when God breathes upon a word, it becomes rhema. Remember, faith comes by hearing, hearing the freshly spoken word of Christ. So no rhema will be impossible. And by the way, the word impossible literally means without ability. And Jack told me that that, word, that, that that verse can actually be translated, no freshly spoken word of God will ever come to you without carrying its own ability to perform itself. No freshly spoken word of God will ever come to you that does not contain its own ability to perform itself. That's why Jesus could look at his disciples and the disciples said, hey, everybody's getting hungry. The food group's late. <laughs> we got thousands. <laughs> what do we do? You remember what Jesus said to them? He said, you feed them. You feed them, Abby. Why? Because in the command is the capacity. That's why quick obedience releases the greatest amount of power. Obedience that comes after long contemplation and evaluation drains most of the power. Well, that's a really good point, Bob. That's good. No freshly spoken word of God ever comes to you that does not contain its own ability to perform itself. So now you know why Jesus could say, heal the sick, rather than say, pray for the sick. I hope you guys are getting this. Because in the command is the capacity and the ability to perform the command. In Mark 9, this incredible thing takes place. Dad wants to have his son healed and delivered. How many know there's all different levels of faith throughout the Bible? I believe this guy kind of has the lowest of all the low measures of faith. I mean, his faith can barely even move the needle on the... And he comes to Jesus. Listen to what he says to Jesus. He says, Jesus, if you are able... To ask God if he's able to do something? I mean, that's the lowest amount of faith. It barely moves the needle. But Jesus flipped it on him, and he said to him, he says, if you are able to believe, if you're able to believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So here it says nothing is impossible with God. Then it says if you believe, nothing's impossible for you either. All of creation exists in this finite realm where we live. This finite realm except for God. And God invites you to join Him in the realm of knowing nothing is impossible. Well, that's awesome. That's really good stuff. Okay, so the first leg of the chair, God is good. His goodness requires us to dream extreme. The second leg on the chair, the second cornerstone of stability and life is nothing is impossible with God. And because of this, I owe him a lifestyle of risk and I'm willing to step into impossibilities. 
That was pretty painless, wasn't it? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. All right. I'm going to give you two more next Tuesday. I want you to understand that if these are not cornerstones in your life, your life's going to go like this. It's going to go up and down until they become cornerstones. God is good. Nothing is impossible, not for God, but with God. You're walking with God. Nothing's impossible as long as you're with him. So that begs me to step into impossibilities. Love you guys.